On this episode of the Voices of Elon Athletics podcast, presented by our friends at State Farm, we get a chance to spend a few moments with one of the elder statesmen of Elon Athletics. It is 24th season as the head baseball coach, and that is Mike Kennedy. Coach, first and foremost, thanks for spending a few moments with us on the podcast. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. Let's start in Fayetteville. You excelled in baseball growing up and were offered a scholarship to Elon. Were you a multi-sport guy growing up and going to school? I was. Um, you know, back then, you is kind of the way it was. You, you, If you could were athletic at all and could play, you tried to play everything. So, um, you know, I played football, uh, quarterback for our high school football team. I played basketball. I was a guard on our basketball team. And then, obviously, caught and, and, and played baseball. So, yeah, did them all. Was there a moment that led to baseball? And how much of the current travel ball or the AAU junior circuit was in place back in the 80s? Yeah, sure. Um, you know, I had some interest in football. I uh, had some opportunities there and thought really initially that's what I was going to do. And then um, as my senior year in baseball went along and, uh, you know, I started garnering a little bit of pro interest. Nothing at a point where, uh, you know, you felt like out of high school uh, you were going to have a chance to sign uh, and play pro ball. But there were enough scouts coming in and saying, hey, you know what, this could be something for you down the road. Uh, you probably need to stick with this and make this your career choice. So I would say that was kind of the defining moment just over the course of my senior year in baseball, having guys show up kind of, you know, uh, turn the light bulb on me. From it. it was that, hey, this is what I need to do and my best route, um, you know, to, to stay in athletics for a long time. Um, always been a big baseball fan, so I enjoyed it more than any others. Um, so that, that worked out for me. But, you know, in terms of, of AAU and what went on back in my day, man, I'm, I'm a fossil, man. We didn't have any of that kind of stuff. So, um, the best, the best thing we had and what we did was play American Legion baseball. And, and, you know, man, I, I miss it tremendously. I think it's, it's, uh, it's a shame that the kids of today don't get the experiences we had, man. You, you played for your, for your town and you played all over the state of North Carolina and, uh, you competed at a high level and you tried to win, and, and um, that's what it was all about, you know. Uh, so those days were awesome; they were great. Uh, it was probably tougher on scouts because you had to go to a different game. I can remember, uh, you know, as far back as '99, 2002. Uh, those those days, we were recruiting just strictly. Um, American Legion baseball, man, and I'd be in Kernersville yeah. one night, Wilmington the next night, um, you know, Roxboro one night, and you, you were all over the state of North Carolina. So that part was tough, but but uh, man, it was much better baseball and, and, and in terms of, you know, learning if a guy could really compete. And, you know, the AAU ball today and the travel ball today is just a little different. Guys are just trying to throw up numbers and, and, and get somebody to watch them play. So uh, it's all good, and it's great. It's great for recruiting. You see so many guys in one spot. Uh, but, you know, different, just different from, from what, you know, when I grew up, when I played, obviously. Drafted in the summer of 1990 after your junior year to the Oakland Athletics. Nowadays, Coach, the draft has become an event with coverage from the MLB Network, among others. There was no MLB Network, though, in the summer of 1990. What was your draft day like? Yeah, it's far different, Taylor. You know, um, they're spending, obviously, a lot more money, so they're putting a lot more time and, 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 and energy and effort into seeing guys play and, 
and all those type of things. My, my draft day experience was pretty laid back, to be quite honest with you. Um, you know, I knew it was coming, and so you kind of wait around the house and hope you get that phone call. And, um, you know, truth be told, I kind of got bored, and, and so I went up to my <laughs> high school and started hitting, <laughs> taking some BP and swinging the bat. I actually missed my first call. So, um, you know, they had to call me back. Um, uh, so, you know, it was just much more laid back. You know, you didn't have a uh, an entourage, so to speak, sitting around in your living room, you know, waiting for the call. And, um, you know, at least I didn't. And, and uh, so it, it was it was nothing, really. <laughs> uh, you know, when you got the call and you finally made you know, finally made contact with with the Oakland A's and. Um, and, and Pat Sullivan, the scout who, who drafted me, uh, you know, that part was pretty cool, but, you know, I wasn't hanging on the edge of my seat and, uh, you know, with, with six or seven people in my living room and celebrating, jumping up and down and all that stuff. You didn't do that back then. So no cell phones, none of that stuff to, to you know, to, to publicize it. It was just, oh, okay, great. I was drafted. All right, when do I go play? So, uh, you know, that's kind of how it was. Visiting with head baseball coach Mike Kennedy on the Voices of Elon Athletics podcast. You've had several guys get drafted throughout the years, coach, and I can think of the three pitchers from 2019 and Kirby Berno and Adcock, how proud are you of them? Yeah, those guys are awesome, man. I'm extremely proud of them, and, and you know, and, and all those who've come and done that. But those three guys um, were big Elon guys. They loved our program, man. They put a lot into it. Um, you know, they had goals, and, and they were competitive as heck, and and, um, and they always, uh, I felt, put the team ahead of their individual goals. I think they bought into the fact of of knowing that with some success. Um, you know, as a group, as a team, um, they were going to have some individual success with them, among that. And so they worked extremely hard to meet our goals as a team while they were meeting theirs as players. So uh, super proud of those guys, man. What a what a great uh, opportunity for those guys, especially Ty Adcock, who came in as a catcher, was converted to a pitcher, and, uh, and man, turned out to be a pretty good one. Um, so you, those are just great stories, and, and, and um, it just validates why you do this thing is, is, is so those kids can have those kind of experiences. How much were you able to take your experience in 1990 and help not only those three but the others in your program throughout the draft process? Yeah, you know, um, it, it's so different now than what it was in 1990. So I, I would say probably in regards to what I personally went through during my time, not a whole lot. Um, you know, the anxiety of the draft and, you know, getting the calls from scouts and all that stuff. That's all, that's all still part of it. Uh, but I would say over my career here at Elon with the, the number of guys that we've had drafted and, uh, gone on to the next level long ahead of these three guys, for example, uh, man, I've been able to use that type of information and kind of guide and direct those guys a little bit as to what's coming and, uh, what they can expect and, and those type of things. So I think just the experience of previous players that have played for me. Uh, probably greater information than than actually what I went through. The times were just so different, you know. And, and you know, Taylor, as I do, man. This day and age, man, there's so many hands in the pot um, when it comes to the draft. These guys have advisors, and you know, their parents have advisors, and you know, uh, there's so many people involved, uh, you know, trying to get in the mix to. to to help these kids out. So it's far different from the 90s to, to obviously 2019, 2020. I'm going to ask you about your tenure at Elon in just a moment as a player and a coach, but let's close the book on 1990. Selected in the ninth round, do you remember your first contract? 
Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you always remember the first one. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I remember getting that check going, uh, man, that's pretty good, you know, but that was the last, that was the last good one I got. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I remember it very well. It's kind of neat. And, and, uh, you know, uh, I didn't have a camera to take a picture of it and post it or any of that kind of stuff. But, uh, yeah, you'll never forget that first one. So you've been a part um, of it was far better. It was far better than the monthly pay we got. <laughs> Uh, when we showed up in Arizona. <laughs> <laughs> You've been a part of a lot of ball games at Elon. Are there one or two that stick out as a player or a coach? I mean, I've been blessed, and I've been involved in a lot of a lot of good baseball. Man, we've had some really good kids and good players come through here. But, uh, yeah, there's a couple. I mean, uh, the easy ones are the two number one victories. Uh, 99 over Miami was uh, pretty special. That's kind of when we were uh, in that, that transition period of going to Division One and you know, we're rolling into Miami, Florida. They're number one in the country, and they've got, uh, I believe it was Alex Santos on the mound. He's 13-0 and 0 and hadn't lost a game. They just won five straight at, from Florida State. You know, back then they played them six times, three at Florida State, three at Miami. And, you know, they're rolling, and, I, and I'm scared to death. We're going to roll in there and get, get, you know, just waxed. And, you know, we go in there Friday night and, and, and beat them. I think the final was 13-6 to six or so, and, and – you know, this kid's 13 and 0 on the mound and we're just banging them all over the ballpark. And I'm like, man, what, somebody pinched me. What's going on? Um, and, and, you know, Scott Brendel had a big double in that game. Brian Kane, I think it was like the sixth inning. I'm like, all right, they're closing the gap on us a little bit. And Brian Kane, it's like a three run homer. And it's like, ah, you know, we got this. And so we held on and won that game. And, uh, that was pretty special. You know, we celebrated that night, um, with a, with a, uh, they threw me in the pool and stuff like that. So that was kind of fun. That was just kind of our arrival into Division One baseball. So I'll never forget that. Um, we followed that up, I guess, the number one against Clemson, uh, the win against Clemson in 2002. You know, that was our first uh, at-large bid to the NCAA tournament in the history of our, our program. And, and Elon, you know, that was the first one to make a Division One tournament right. in all of Elon athletics. And so that was a special win. And Clemson, man, they were loaded uh, number one in the in the country, and you know, I just remember specifically we were up eight to six in the ninth, and they had Murderer's Row. You know, they had Jeff Baker, Khalil Green, and Michael Johnson. I think all three of those guys had twenty plus home runs that year, um, and so we didn't really have much of a bullpen, and so we went through our Friday night starter for our midweek close, Matt Garner. And he struck out the side, struck out all three of those dudes, man, on nine pitches. So that was pretty special. Um, it, it was pretty awesome. But, yeah, those are two that really stick out. But we've had a lot of good ones, man. And uh, the 9 team was so good offensively. That's the easiest job I've ever had was that team. I didn't really work much. I just threw BP and, <laughs> and let them guys go at it. That was probably the most fun I've ever had in coaching. Um, but, you know, the 13-championship run was pretty special, man. We I thought we were talented that year. We lost – I think we lost like – we were like 4-16 and 16 through a stretch late in the year and weren't playing well and, and – Lost game one in that tournament, ten to one, and I'm like, dang, man, I'm, you know, this is not how this ain't how it's supposed to go, and and we rolled off, I think, five straight wins and won that tournament, and that was pretty special. So uh, a lot of good moments, and uh, you know, a lot of good players, man. I've been very, very lucky. <clears throat> Time out for a quick word from our friends at CPI Security Protection. You can count on the conveniences you'll love. Visit them online up at mycpi.com to learn more. Let's get away from Elon baseball for just a moment, and I think some are aware of your affinity for hunting to, in the off season. Was that something that developed in Fayetteville growing up? 
Well, no, not exactly. It's kind of evolved the hunting part of it. I fished my whole life. You know, I, I love to fish and bass fish and fish ponds all over Fayetteville. I, I probably uh, could shouldn't tell you I got run off of ponds. I've probably gotten arrested. I paid fines for <laughs> fishing in places I weren't supposed to fish in. I, I got shot with rock salt and everything else. So uh, I was kind of a little hellion uh, back in those fishing days. Anywhere I could find a good pond, man, I was willing to take a gamble. Um, but truth be told, man, the hunting started here. Um, Mike Harden, you know, who coached me my last year uh, when Rick Jones left uh, to go to Georgia Tech, took me out one day and put me in a deer stand. I had no clue what I was doing. And, man, along comes a little eight-pointer. And so uh, <laughs> from that day on, man, I've been hook, line, and sinker and uh, love it. And, you know, it, it kind of it fits in great with what I do with baseball. You know, uh, fall ball ends right around November every year, and we have that little break between mid-November to, you know, December. And, you know, that's the main hunting part. So it kind of keeps me sane and you know, I tell people all the time, I've wrote 9 million lineups in a tree stand. So, um, you know, when you're not seeing anything and uh, there's not a lot going on, man, you can run a lot of thoughts through your head and, and with nobody around. So it's pretty cool. I love it. I enjoyed it. But the hunting part started here. Uh, but, I, you know, I fished and spent a lot of time outdoors my whole life in Fayetteville. Is there a favorite place to hunt? Yeah, yeah, there is. You know, I've had some trips that I, I, I go to uh, down in Texas. Um, and man, what a what a great time that's been. There's some good guys that I spend some time with. A couple guys that I actually met through recruiting uh, one of them's son um, here to Elon, uh, Joe O'Hagan, and, and he and I became really good friends. And he hunts. Uh, he's hook, line, and sinker like I am. And so we we started making some trips down to Texas and had some great hunts and some great times. So that, that, those are always special, you know. Around here. It's hard, Taylor. It's hard to find places to hunt. So I lease a couple places, and uh, but anywhere, any day of hunting beats a bad, beats a beats a good day of work. So you know, so that's that's what they all say. But I, I love it and, and could do it every day, um, you know. But but yeah, Texas is probably my my most the place I'd like to go most. It's enjoyable. Visiting with head coach Mike Kennedy on the Voices of Elon Athletics podcast, presented by State Farm. We've had a chance to visit with Coach Tindler on the podcast earlier and talked about her allegiance with the Cubs. You are a big St. Louis Cardinal fan. Everybody loves rivalries. Two of the longest tenured head coaches at Elonda. Are there any jabs back and forth during the major league season? Well, you know, I didn't know that, uh, but there will be some jabs coming. I can tell you that. Now that you've enlightened me on that, she's a Cubs fan. I I don't know many Cubs fans I like, so I'm going to have to hang in there with Mary. But, yeah, I'm going to shoot some jazz out to her. But, um, yeah, man, I'm a lifelong Cardinals fan. And, and, man, I've seen some good battles with the Cubs, that's for sure. The World Series is held during your off season. You've had a chance to be at a couple of games in St. Louis. Coach, is there a way to describe what it's like to be in the park for an event like that? Oh, man, uh, it, it's, you know, when, when baseball is what you do, um, and, and to, to be in that moment, the, the greatest pinnacle in the sport that you love, there, there's nothing like it. And, and especially when it's, uh, you know, the team that you pulled for since you were five years old, since you can remember. So, and I get a chill every time I'm getting them right now thinking about it. Um, there's nothing more, uh, special than that for me. Um, you know, and, and even greater for me was I've been able to take Ryan, my son, uh, a few times. So I've kind of made a deal with them. Um, as long as the Cardinals make the World Series, we'll figure out a way to get there and we'll go. Um, so, uh, you know, that's still on the table, but, but there's nothing like it. I mean, it's just, uh, baseball at its best. It's, um, the most meaningful time of the year, obviously. And, 
uh, guys are playing at a high level and you know the crowd is great the, the, you know St. Louis is an awesome baseball town I don't know if you've ever been there's nothing like it and then you add the World Series on top of it um, and, and man it's a bucket list no doubt we talked earlier about the long list of draft picks for Elon Baseball during your tenure. One of the names that jumps out is John Brebia, who's become one of the better relievers for the Cardinals. How neat is it for you to be at a game, see him on the mound, and think, man, there was a time that he was doing this at Walter C. Latham for Elon Baseball? Yeah, yeah no doubt. You know, um, it's pretty special. You know, it's hard to get to that level, man. It's hard to, to compete and be in the big leagues and – and so anytime you get a guy up there, it's pretty special. You know, obviously John's my first. I coached Joey Winklesass, um, you know, as an assistant here, and he made it with the Braves. But uh, as a head coach, uh, John Brevia was our first. And, and so uh, it certainly certainly means the world, uh, you know, to, to be able to see him go out there and compete at that level. You know, Ryan and I went out this past uh, postseason and, and watched him pitch in the postseason and and – uh, you know, to those guys, they're doing their thing, and, and they don't want to be bothered. They get hammered so much about being a big leaguer and, and being in the limelight. But, you know, to me and Ryan, it was probably one of the most uh, enjoyable moments in baseball in my life. So uh, to just be able to see a guy that you watch grow, um, you know, pitch to a probably a 6 ERA as a freshman uh, to, to be in the pitcher of the year in the Southern Conference his junior year, and then getting that opportunity and, and – you know, the Yankees uh, trade them and, and uh, don't believe in them, kind of, so to speak. And you see a kid that's just committed to, to, to making his dream uh, become reality and just work, 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 goes to independent ball. Um, and, and he didn't catch a break. He created a break and, and, and put himself in position to, to be able to get picked up by the Cardinals and, and, and make a big league roster. So, man, it's so awesome. And, and what a moment for, for me and, and certainly Ryan uh, to be able to see one of our guys, uh, you know, live and in person in a big league playoff game. Let's bring this full circle with Elon Baseball in the major leagues. Joe West, not an Elon Baseball player, but a successful quarterback for Elon Footballer during his days, and now one of the more recognizable names in terms of Major League Baseball umpires. How much have you had a chance to maybe share some stories along the way with Cowboy Joe? You know what, we, we have not probably as much as I'd like, uh, but certainly I've been able to to uh, spend a little bit of time with them. You know, baseball it ha has uh, certainly enhanced my life. There's no question about it. Uh, and here's another example. You know, Joe, uh, was very gracious to me and my family. We, you know, we went up to St. Louis. I took my family wife, my wife Liz and our daughter Blair and Ryan, um, up there to see a game, uh, a series with, with, uh, the Colorado Rockies. And Joe is umpiring and, and, uh, working the plate. So I figured out and I get a message to him that, hey, I'm here. I uh, would love to, to, to meet with you. Well, not 10 minutes later, my whole family's, um, in the clubhouse and, and, uh, we're meeting with Joe and talking to him and other umpires and, and we're seeing guys. Um, you know, big leaguers up close and personal, you know, walking by. And, and you know, so for, for I think Ryan was maybe 12 at the time. Man, Blair was like 13 or 14. Um, you know, what, what an awesome experience for those guys. Yeah, that's a big um, deal. Man, it's a huge deal. And so, you know, we get to spend some time with them, and, and, and then he's got to get ready for the game. 
Well, he sends, he gets our seats upgraded. We're right behind home plate, you know, about eight rows. And all of a sudden the Cardinals, um, I don't know, clubhouse guy comes out and he, he grabs, grabs my son and says, Hey, you're doing the lineup exchange with the manager. So, um, Joe got him out there on the field awesome. prior to the anthem doing, doing the lineup exchange. And, and, uh, again, something that you'll never forget, but that's, you know, that's Elon and that's things that people from Elon do for each other. And, you know, uh, Again, it's just awesome, and Joe was awesome. You know, we went out and had had a few uh, uh, drinks that night. I guess I shouldn't say that. Uh, had a few drinks, man. Had dinner. My family was with us, and and man, we shared a lot of baseball stories. So forever, forever, ever grateful. You know, for that for that experience with Joe and what he did for my family. It's, it was incredible. So, Coach, thanks so much for spending a few moments. Man, you appreciate it. I hope I didn't talk too much. I've just been kind of bored. I needed, I needed somebody to talk to. <laughs> so, hey, I appreciate it, man. I'm doing the best I can to keep rolling, but uh, this was good for me. <laughs> Our thanks once again to Elon Head Baseball Coach Mike Kennedy for spending a few moments on the podcast. Quick reminder that in this unique time, Wilson Tire Pros wants you to know they're deemed essential and open in here for all of your automotive needs. They are committed to continuing to offer honest and exceptional service and affordable prices for all customers while maintaining a safe environment for customers and employees. Give them a call 584-9638 or visit them online at wilsontireandautomotive.com. And the Best Western Plus and Grill 584 are proud to support Elon Athletics and our community during this unique time. Remember the best steakhouse for miles still open on a daily basis for all your takeout needs. And if you can't find what you're looking for at the grocery store, then how about taking Grill 584 home with you, cooked or take it home and fix it yourself. Contact Grill 584 at 584-0479 to learn more about how you can take the best steaks and other items home with you. The Best Western Plus and Grill 584, proud partners of Elon Athletics and all of Alamance County. For Coach Kennedy, I'm Taylor Durham. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Voices of Elon Athletics podcast presented by State Farm.